Hey there, Joshua here. I'm sitting in my car outside of my place, just coming back from an interview with Jared Anderson. Um, very shortly after my interview with Amy Hoke, uh, she recommended Jared to participate. I, I think it might have even been the same day. Um, and uh, we set up a time to meet today, and um, he lives a little bit outside of town in a really beautiful, woodsy, rural setting. And... Uh, Man, we as soon as we laid eyes on each other, we dove right in and had a um, really fantastic conversation. Um, we talked for maybe an hour before we started recording, and, and um, a really powerful, very rich conversation um, gave me a lot to think about. And um, I'm sitting here now, just about to go in and start processing. The material from today, the interview and the portraits and just, um, I don't know, feeling teary and feeling um, a little bit stronger than I did uh, when I showed up at Jared's house and, and uh, feeling a little inspired and encouraged and uh, just wanted to uh, thank him for that uh, here publicly and I'm just excited for you to meet him and um, thanks for listening. And um, I'll let him do the talking from here. Thanks. It's live. How old are you for the record? 39. Cool. Uh, for the sake of whoever might listen to this, we've already had like a heck of a conversation. Uh. So I'd like um, for as much of that conversation as possible to come back out mm -hmm. organically through however you answer these yeah, and, and I like acknowledging too, just even the nerves that came came in me of like, oh, now there's a whole other like entity that's potentially here and potentially not, and just that my own experience kind of has to digest that. And there will be nerves or not nerves, but yeah, and like now it's on record, and now there's an audience. And <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then how will the world perceive you? And mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I'm like particularly, particularly uh, fired up today, mm, you know. Like yeah. <laughs> and you've you've brought you know more of that. You've accentuated it, I guess I should, I should say, and that's great. But I think we're about to have like a quite a ride. Mm. Um, who are you, and how would you describe yourself? Who am I, and how would I describe? That's funny. You started out and showed like a vulnerability, and now I feel like a, maybe a sense of like grief. Uh, so, if, you know, I like the idea of, of saying that I was the son of, you know, Patricia and Jewel Edward Anderson, and I lived this life in St. Louis and um, in middle to upper middle class and then my life was defined in a large way. So when I answered that question, who am I? Um, <laughs> I am a, a person who was sort of born in a fire of great loss, has lost both my parents. Um, though that doesn't define me, the event, the, the movement that happened afterwards within me of the the, maybe I, I got shown 
a vicious, violent side of life that then awoke me to life and life's reality and how I actually can turn into that. Like, how do I actually um, engage life now that my parents were tragically gone? And so I started to realize, that though it took many and still taking many years to understand that my priority is to include all aspects of life wherever I go and and um, so I, I would say who I am is a person who loves <laughs> loves authentic expression feels like I, I find myself in difficulty and I love hearing difficulty from other people and I love connecting with people in places where culturally we're not supposed to go and I think in large part because of I fucking got this insane experience when I was 16 years old of loss my my soul sort of woke up in a fire and I carry that with me wherever I go I'm like oh like our conversation earlier I'm like I love hearing your anger and I love the conversation and I love it when it's uncomfortable not because I want it to be but because it is the discomfort is that we're not allowing a certain aspect of or elements of the conversation to come in. So who I am is a person that likes to have a conversation and likes to include more and more depth. Um, not because it's a novelty, but because it's essential. Mm. And because the resilience that we're asked to fucking have in this world that we don't as a culture is only going to come about the more we can include the shit that we will not look at. Mm. The shit that we look at to me is a symptom of us, like us calling out, like we were talking about calling out, this is fucking wrong in the world, this is wrong in the world. And I think that's great and essential, but yeah, the shit that we don't look at, that, that interests me the most. So, hmm. there. <laughs> great. Yeah. Um, we talked a fair amount about what's concerning me or breaking my heart. Mm -hmm. What concerns you? What affects you personally as you make your way through your daily routines? Mm. And what motivates you to do something about it? Well, first, there's the two, like the two things that we talked about. So when you ask that question, what affects you? Um, there's the larger cultural part, which I'll share later, maybe. And, and then, so what what comes up in your day or what, what? Yeah, like what, uh, just as you make your way, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe not every day, but every week or every month, like what are the things that are on your mind that are really getting you fired up? What's, what's, what's broken in your heart that, that makes you angry and makes you want to, and uh, makes you want to do something? God. So First of all, when so I have a, a meditation practice that helps me see what I'm actually doing to myself. Mm. So the, on the first layer, what gets me fired up is when I realize that I'm excluding my own voice as a trend, a precedent, a habit. And that there's a subtlety to what that means to me. But as I, when I wake up, I usually wake up in a, a sense of, um, fear or worry um, like and that's kind of like a leftover thing that I had when I was a kid like I was 
very much a pleasing person because in my primary relationships, I had to be a certain way in order to get what I needed. And so when I sit in a meditation and a practice, I start to notice like, oh shit, I'm like destroying myself in a way. And my musculature, my body, everything is like tense and holds it. And so when I get to start to see it more, that's why I love my practice and I'm showing up and deepening in that because I'm like, oh man, I didn't fucking know that. It happens like every day. It's like an amnesia happens where I don't notice this assault that I have, this inner assault against myself. And, and then subsequently, I walk into relationships, uh, my partnership, where I'm unconscious if I don't notice it. And so what fires me up is the, I want to become more awake to what I'm actually doing mm-hmm. and these past trends that seem to take hold in the moment. So that fires me up because I'm like, oh man. And the conversation we had earlier, like where there's this social thing happening, but then there's this personal thing that doesn't seem to have any priority. And if it is in our culture, <laughs> I get annoyed at like this sort of new age sort of spiritual thing that seems to be like this, let's just focus on the light. But to me, that's not like actually tending to a spiritual experience. Um, yeah, I just sort of lost my way well so what is that you know what does that personal awareness translate to like how, in the world yeah how does that you know how, how do you bring that i mean unless which i didn't get from our conversation before like unless that's it right unless that's your goal like the personal mm. enlightenment you know rake some stuff right uh, <laughs> you know sit and read or contemplate um that's not the way you're living your life so you know what does that do for me and for for the the community at large, for humanity? Right. Beautiful question. And um, when I walk into, so I have a practice, I'm a coach or life coach, um, and I run groups. And so what I do in those experiences, and my teacher, a mentor, a teacher of mine says, your practice so this is in, say, in a group setting, and this is in any interaction, but we'll use a group. My practice, meaning my capacity to be aware of my own shadows, my own stuff, my own capacity to be honest, is the ceiling in any group I walk into. Meaning, I am ex- expressing my own practice. So I can't actually help someone or show up for someone if I haven't done so internally. So to answer your question, it's literally everything. Mm. Meaning if I, if I sit with you and I haven't listened to my own experience, I haven't felt my own feelings, I can't actually stay with anything that surpasses me. I, have to, I can't stay with you. But if I can stay with me more and more, then our conversation can find more depth, more connection, and more energy. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how it walks in the world, that's, that's it. And mm-hmm. say, say if I, because we were talking about, you know, my company and, and we're talking about uh, John Oliver and this idea of affecting a lot of people. I think with the strange devices that we have in social media, we can amplify out s- words and signals that um, it's like we can, we can sign checks that our butt can't cash. So if I'm actually wanting to be an agent of change in the world, 
I'm going to amplify whatever I got. And I can use this thing. I can amplify the hell out of myself. But to me, there's a lot of strange people out there <laughs> amplifying what doesn't amount to a lot of grounded connection. It amounts to a lot of words. So when I actually practice, if I amplify, my, which I do, doesn't matter if I'm on a small platform, a large platform, wherever I am, I amplify it. So what bothers me in the world, and this is actually, this will dovetail, is that people don't, <laughs> this is my own righteousness too, people don't have that priority. So we go about the world like, I want to change the world and fuck you for doing this or that. I can't believe you're doing this. While that whole adage, which is cliche, but it does, it's cliche for a reason. If you're pointing a finger, you have three pointing back at you. Personal accountability, to me, is, <laughs> is one of, if not the, cures. But people don't find that as a priority. So how it changes the world, like say if I walk and I find myself in situations where maybe I'm a mentor to younger people, um, and that always depends upon how they perceive me, not my fucking idea if I'm a mentor to them, but say if I have those moments, I'm going to teach them what I do. And so if we're actually wanting mentoring or healing or rites of passage, whoever's bringing it, how they are matters a lot. Like so much so like the head of any company how they are what their ideology and the belief system is and how their energy aligns in their body matters just look at trump so to me it's a beautiful question because there is a bullshit sense of spirituality out there that's like yeah i mean what does that do like, what does it do when you you know do yoga and meditate it's like a buzzword but it, it does matter how we actually energetically walk into any situation. And, it, and for me personally, I know that not because of some statistic or something I've read. I know that personally. If I practice every day, meaning if I sit and do my meditation, um, I walk into a conversation like this and I have more available energy to host what's happening and be aware of what's here. But if I don't, I don't. I don't have as much availability. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. yeah. Why isn't this personal accountability uh, on trend? Like, what's happened? What's what's happened to a personal value system or a personal code of ethics? Mm -hmm. I've, I've mentioned the word accountability. It's one that I've used my in, in, entire life. It's, mm -hmm. And it's one that I use in a, a version of my life that I no longer participate in, right? It's a very, um, it, it, accountability is mentioned a lot in the evangelical Christian world where mm -hmm. I grew up and I've managed to leave that world and bring this sentiment with me because it's not wrong. Right. But I mentioned accountability and it, it's like it doesn't even register with people. Right. You know, it, accountability is like, I have to, it has become, it seems to me, like I have to go to yoga today at 9.30 because I told Sharon I was going to mm. be there. Mm. That's accountability and it helps get us both, whatever it is, I don't know what, I don't know why people go, but in shape, in some <laughs> form or whatever, right? right? But that's not what this is, right? Like, mm. personal accountability is, 
is more to the point of that what we were talking about before like at the at is the fix to like nearly all of the problems right but 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 it's easier to focus on everything else right it's easier to focus on mm-hmm. circumstance and and personal gain and like buzzwords and mm-hmm. and whether or not you appear to be in the know or woke or, you know right. but but like it's not that stuff isn't it so what's going on like it why what has happened to personal accountability <laughs> well one there's a lot of layers to it and i'd start with what you just said which was it it's easier and taking aside that you know people are fucked up or lazy like throwing that out and just going like we are actually creatures of finding the easier path and there's something very human and okay about that now wait but but it is not that is not condoning so again like so that therein lies the the kind of looking at the larger root which to me is is complex because it's layered in our history in how we have actually evolved and having a sense like like for example as they in in the in the um, 12-step community one of the ways to become accountable, and I'll say this out of context because it'll seem like crazy, but it's sit down with someone and tell them the stuff that you've never told anyone. It's terrifying. And it, and it, it should, could, it, it should be maybe because we actually don't, and, and this is the bigger problem. So we don't have a net to catch us. We don't have a community and community is another fucking buzzword mm-hmm. but community as it would walk in terms of supporting the energy of you in all of your depths all of your surfaces and all of you um, so personal accountability isn't a value in our culture and therefore it's not caught in the net of what we call community we have a community which as we've been highlighting since we were talking before this and now it's strange it's not it doesn't have a priority around the, around personal accountability, its priorities are kind of all, all over the place, but they don't seem to be about like catching a person and really seeing a person. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think that there's a, a priority in the culture. It's so wild to me, this, the idea of doing the easier thing, right? Because it's not, it's not wrong. It's not, it's not false. It's, mm-hmm. not a, it's, not, it's not that the idea is not true. It's just like the easier road to where, uh-huh. right? There, yeah, there's an easy road. But does it go where you want to go? The fact that it's easy <coughs> to walk on or easy to drive on or easy to whatever on mm. doesn't mean that it's the road you're even meant to be on. It's just an easy way to go. And uh, like, what, how, how does destination or outcome fall so easily by the wayside at, at, at for the sake of ease? Well, maybe there's two things that I would hear in that is one, there's just a natural human tendency um, toward you know, easy, sometimes being lazy, or I don't want to because it's easier not to. So that's, that's normal. Um, and then there's also, and this is the hard part, is actually when we walk around in this world today, there's a lot of weight inwardly 
from our past and our parents, 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 parents that has been handed down and psychically, in our energy, in our body, emotionally, it is fucking hard. And even our inability to see that or to feel like, what does that mean? It's hard. It's, there's, there's an energy there. And so when we're like, I just want to watch Netflix at the end of the day. Now, this is also highlighting how important it is and how hard it actually is to step into, like you're saying, more of a, a sacred vocation of I got to work this way in the world. But it's, it's understandable because it's hard. And until we actually turn toward, like, this is actually real, that we're walking, in my opinion, we're, we're walking with the weight of unresolved trauma from many generations, cultural large trauma, like in this country, slavery and um, homophobia and also the, the degradation of soul and community. These are all things that we carry in our body. And so that when we choose in today's day and age to just find an easy route, at, at the first level, it's got to be like, yeah, I get it, because I do that too. So the, the calling people out, I'm like, don't be a fucking lazy and do this. It's like, it's got to be kind of tempered with a sense of compassion, like, yeah. And like we're saying, mm -hmm. I love in the conversation, we're like, we have to find a balance where we're not condoning a sense of going away or dissociating, but rather understanding it as a cultural symptom to much deeper trauma and pain. Mm. Because when you call out a symptom with like abuse almost or like tirade, it doesn't change it. They just go deeper. Mm. So, yeah. What do we mean to each other? As humans? What yeah. Mean, what do we mean to each other? Yeah, any person that you interact with, that, like you physically interact with, you see or you, mm. you w witness or talk to, and also any, any, anyone that you can even imagine. Well, this has been changing, and I'll start with our conversation. Like, and I'd start with a mentor of mine. One one day, I walked into uh, the tea house, and uh, this is a guy I had known, but he had like been doing something. Like, what had he been doing? And I've since discovered what he'd been doing, which is a dev a devoted sense of personal practice and accountability, and really owning his energy and learning from some cool people. And uh, what he did is he didn't like. I walked in, and I. I said, hey, and he just, he didn't try like in this new age bullshit to like hold my stare and, you know, do that weird thing that a lot of people do. He just didn't, he didn't go anywhere. And it was as if like, we're just walking and there's rules when you walk out into a tea house and you're like, I'm not going to talk about this, this and this. But with, with Ryan, is his name? He, he just stayed there. And though it was probably a 45 minute conversation, um, everything was included. And meaning like by the, <laughs> like in the middle of the conversation, I, I was actually in grief and that wasn't a problem. And so when you came in here today, it was really cool. Cause I just, I respect you a lot by your willingness to show up and be like, I'm here, I'm vulnerable. And I'm going to, I'm going to tell you what I'm troubled with. I'm going to tell you what's real. And that to me is what we mean to each other is Like we are all holding a very special, important part of this whole reality, this human reality. And in my opinion, what you mean to me, um, I love that. This is so poetic even to hear 
what you mean to me, but what you mean to me is um, a lot, like everything in a way, like everyone is, is everything and there's nothing like excluded. It's not your, your race or religious orientation or even your ideals, ideals. It's, it's your energy and my willingness to meet you. So it's everything. And like, yeah, what we mean to each other, in my opinion, is, is everything. It sounds funny. It's like, but there's a million everythings. So it's, yeah, I think I would just finish with saying like, it's the, the meaning, the meaning of our relationships has to be something we're willing to unveil because it's there. Like we're connected in a way. And that can either be some new age proverb, which is bullshit, or it can actually walk mm. in a way. Like I, I, I love drawing on older cultures and some of those older cultures. They knew and they still know in many ways how to actually be in a community. No one was marginalized. I mean, that's idealizing it. I'm sure that happened in certain ways. But in certain cultural practices, like ritual practices, everyone's participation was everything. Like two, if in, um, in Burkina Faso, uh, there's a culture that says if, if two people, if two guys have a conflict in the village, the whole village has a conflict. Hmm. So there's nothing too small or too big. Meaning we mean to each other our willingness to see that we are all connected and that no matter what you're going through, it fucking matters. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not like the loudest guy in the room is the most important yeah. or his loudness is not important. I, I just had some, uh, something that came together. Mm. This idea of everyone having a role, you mentioned that or my memory yeah. turned it into those words. Mm -hmm. uh, is part of the problem, the challenge, if we can agree that there is one. Maybe then that, that people have forgotten or don't, or have been made to disbelieve that that's true like they have they forgotten their role or are they unaware of their role or have or 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 have we through a lot of the other distractions um trained that out of people so mm -hmm. now people are acting in ways that are detrimental to the community as a whole mm -hmm. because they don't believe in their own importance mm. I would say yes to all of those things. So then maybe like as the next question is, what does community mean to you? What does it mean to be part of it with so many differences? Like it, it is part of healing community, just like reminding everyone that they matter, that they, 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 they don't just like matter in this like 
hippie love kind of way, but they matter because like they actually have responsibilities and roles to play, and like their piece in this is just as important as mine and yours. Totally, and and if you want reminder, they're all out there. It doesn't matter actually. So reminding someone or saying in in language like, "Hey, you matter," or "We're all connected," that's neat. That's great. That doesn't do anything. What does something is actually being with, like say what that guy did with me, is he just stayed. And he, he, like because I was in grief, was part of what was there. Community has to prioritize what is actually here and become skillful in ad addressing it, being with it. Not as an exclusion or a problem. Oh, you have a lot of grief. That's a problem because right now our priority is economy. Or today we're at work, and so well, this is how we are. You know, it doesn't mean you also go to work and everyone's weeping. I mean, you have to figure out a structure. But that community to me means, jeez, um, uh, community means in, if it's an essential community that we uh, are focused on the skillfulness of being present to the dynamic energies within individuals and within cultures and that we respond to life that comes through rather than prefer the aspects of life that we like. So yet, and I'll to your, all of your questions before, we lost it somewhere. We lost a lot of aspects of it and, and we're fighting for that. And, and I don't think it's people's fault today that they don't remember like, how to be in community or that they don't know meaning or their own roles and I think it's our collective and individual responsibility to find that and what a tough time to do so mm. and what an important time to do so mm -hmm. yeah do you do you feel a sense of purpose do I feel a sense of purpose <laughs> or compulsion to be a certain way or a responsibility. Hmm. I'm trying to, <laughs> yeah. Yes, and, and like, you know, in conversations like this and, and when the conversation is active, I can feel it more. So it's like, a, again, that idea of a practice for me is, is that there is a purpose in, in my body, in my life, and that the more I practice, the more I can feel it. Um, and so to me, how I live depends on how much I feel that. Um, and, uh, and what's cool is like <laughs> this search of like, what is my purpose to me is, is a question that's answered as I allow my energy to unravel and I'll just focus on projects. When my energy slows down and I can feel it, it just goes toward what it wants. But to me, there's, there's an old thing that I used to do and I'll still do it. Where I'm like, what is my purpose? And I need to hear it in my head so then I can do it. But that's the other way around. To me, purpose is, a, is the result of being willing to pay attention to what's here internally, externally. And there's just like a energy naturally plugs itself right in to where it wants to go. So, yeah. Sometimes it feels like we are headed inevitably towards just uh, 
just like a worse and worse and worse mm-hmm. future. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I, I, I just don't, I don't see like a lot of what we're doing or a lot of what gets a lot of the, the, the media attention as like even a recognition of that or, or even uh, progress or whatever. I, I, this could be many conversations, but it, it looks to me just like we are taking the easiest road to the end, to, mm. to, to devastation. Mm. And, I, and I think that you can, I can say that and someone might think, like I could say that and that might not even sound scary. Because like the idea would be like, oh, it all is just going to end. You know, it's go- it's going to get like super bad, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, hate and violence and, and and rape and and murder and war and nuclear bombs and like that stuff's all going to come with like extreme uh, pain. Mm-hmm. Like no, like people can't even imagine. Mm-hmm. So like it's bad is what I'm saying. Like, it's mm-hmm. not just like, oh yeah, whatever. You know, you live till you die and so be it. It's like, I think it's gonna get pretty bad. That's how it seems, that's how it feels. When I like step out into the world, I'm just like, man, this could get like pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Like, look look at the places that it is get bad, right? Like, it's not getting mm-hmm. anything. It's, it's terrible to be there. It's mm-hmm. entire weekly paychecks going to buy a couple of eggs and, and, and uh, entire entire 20 million people cities without water and, and um, like it's getting pretty bad right. is it is it silly to hope to change that is it silly to hope to like find the better way and to have compassion and build peace and like live if, in community mm-hmm. uh, and if regardless if it is silly like what is it that gives you hope for that mm. yeah when i hear you say that like i hear um so there's the the hope like when i hear like is it can we still hope to me that's like i'm hearing like i don't want to hope i want to go away from what feels this is real like there's a water shortage there's a millions of people are feeling that many people are dying and all these things are happening and I also hear the story of like then it that that means we are going to go into a oh, nuclear holocaust or a environmental catastrophe and while that may or may not happen what interests me the most around this conversation is our capacity to feel what it's actually like to be alive now and to feel these things happening and not go too quick into story of that means this and that means that, but our capacity to be resilient in a time when we need resilience directly um, depends on our capacity to be with emotionally, physically, mentally, in a coherent way what's happening, be with what's happening. So hope to me is actually like I want something else and can I hope for something else while this shit is happening and all the while while this shit is happening I'm making up a story and I'm prophesizing what's going to happen ironically it sort of comes out and does happen (laughs) but that's actually in part 
humanity's incapacity to actually be with what's happening. And a lot of people are, but a lot of people in mass culture aren't. So I think um, how resilient is, can our response be to this catastrophe um, directly depends on our willingness to perceive it, to understand it, to feel it. And it, it man, you're right. It's, there's some things that are just horrid. <laughs> and, and we don't even know. We're sitting in Bend, Oregon. We're not feeling it on a daily basis um, immediately, like starvation or drought in this crazy way. But we can still be here and be present. And I think that, um, I don't know, that, that word hope, it, it's interesting. It bugs me in a way because it does seem to be like, it seems, it seems like we're saying like, hey, the mess is over here and I want something else. But as a, a teacher of mine says that this problem is not in the way. It is the way. And only in our direct, non-judgmental but willful uh, engagement of it Will there actually be what, what I think you're talking about as hope? Will there actually be a way through with resiliency, with like, oh, we can work through this? Because fucking can. I believe, I believe this. We as human beings have way more capacity than we understand nor are accounting for. And I would even say, like, if I could draw on something that we said earlier, mm -hmm. your willingness to respect what you do, just like me, matters to see it with eyes that aren't in this out of unadjusted scale that you can actually account for what you do that matters does that make sense mm -hmm. yeah. yeah so yeah you have anything that you'd like to say in closing in closing, oh sweet, we're, I thought it was gonna, good. <laughs> um, just appreciate you, appreciate you bringing a sense of conversation. And I love your struggle, I do. Like I love that you're willing to have these conversations and that you're like, I wanna connect with people in a time where that doesn't happen and I'm gonna take pictures of people like you did every day for 600 something days. Like, <clears throat> to, to totally contradict myself, that gives me hope. Mm. That's really cool that you're willing to be changed by human interaction. And I think that's this, the seeding of community, that we have these conversations and break through barriers that are getting set up with our, even our awareness. Of, like, I remember when this fucking this phone came in and I was standing in a, like a donut shop in Portland and everybody was on their phone and it used to be different and I was like standing at a, like a bar kind of thing having a donut and coffee or something and there was a guy right there and he was on his phone and I remember saying to the guy I'm like remember when we didn't have these things and we actually would either ignore each other consciously or we would talk so I think it's really cool to challenge those norms and so yeah, I think that's it. I could talk on and on, but I really appreciate the opportunity mm. to interview. And what you're doing to me is also 
necessary that everybody has a voice everybody and that you're like I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to this person like you are you're sitting down and you're asking people questions that's really cool so thank you for the kind words sometimes I get caught up yeah and um what I want to say next and then disregard that. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate those kind words. But <laughs> I, I think maybe a, like this hope question is a, is a newer one and one that I've struggled with because I, I really struggle with the word hope. Right. But I wonder if like uh, with your new uh, way of thinking about it that you've given to me, it's like will we deal with it? Or won't we? And and I, I think like hope that we will is maybe how I'll start to like reframe this because it is really different, right? It's hoping for it to be better and not doing any of the work is like kind of how it seems like we've gotten into the messes that we're in. <laughs> right. But just hoping that will that accountability will grow and that we'll actually like put the gloves on, you know, and start in. Right. And. It, if I could say, because this actually yeah. this this brings me to this one of the biggest ideas I've been sitting with in the last few years and a few months in a tremendous way is, and I think a poet David White says it, and I'll, I'll kind of butcher his exact words, but it's this idea to have faith in our failure, hmm. to have faith in the weakest parts of the parts that we call weak, to follow that through. <clears throat> is very is a is an idea like because I think in our culture when we're like we need to fix this problem, and we're uh, I was told recently by someone who, who saw me and it scared the shit out of me. He's like, you know, you're kind of obsessed. Like Marvel is obsessed with this idea of superhero and no flaws and let's get rid of the flaws. There's this other, more inclusive aspect, and it's a mystery too. So it's not meant to be literalized, but really sat with of having a sense of faith in the broken parts of us, that they're in a movement. The more we resist, they're actually broken for a reason. <laughs> and, and, and the more we can follow that, like uh, when you ask, will we or won't we like heal from this? It makes me automatically think of an alcoholic that goes into the program and starts to recover. Oftentimes they don't get there until they really follow that hell around and it it imposes a sense of willingness and i think we're actually getting and i don't <laughs> i don't want to like condone this like yeah just do whatever you want and then and then it'll eventually break down and then you'll be motivated it's like no that's not what i'm saying and there's a part to today where we're actually seeing the consequences of our dissonance with nature and reality add up and having a sense of faith that that we can respond from that place i don't know even that last thing i said that last sentence didn't make as much sense but yeah having a sense of faith in my own parts that limp like david white also says like there are some thresholds like in life that we can only cross on our hands and our knees. Hmm. And that interests me, what he means by that. The parts that aren't strong are waiting 
for us to like listen and follow them. Hmm. I'll end it there. <laughs> right on. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, man. Thank you.